Hey chums, welcome back to the long overdue Game with Chums podcast. Uh, I am your host once again, the fabulous, the bearded, the uh, in a new place, Paulus. And with me is my ever faithful um, compatriot and companion and uh, all around nice person, the the um, low energy. He's got a cold. They've got a cold. Mr. Ross. Mr. Ross. I kind of would ask how you are, but I kind of gave it away in the uh, in my introduction of you. Yeah, rough. So this is probably going to be a fairly brief one. Mm. I've had a very rotten cold for the last week, which, yeah. and I didn't go into work on Thursday or Friday. And you can probably hear in my voice that I'm kind of fucked. <laughs> sounds it sounds quite sexy to be honest. Like a cold, having a cold makes your voice a bit sexier. Well, it makes very, anyone's voice sexy. Sexy, it's very uh, husky until until husky. you like start coughing up phlegm and stuff. Yeah, and it's not sexy yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um. Cool, man. So, like, I would say, what have you been playing? But if you've been ill, probably not a much. So, what have I've you been, been up to? <laughs> is Mr. Rawls that's coughing? Gonna, that's going to happen a lot. Um, mm. I've been playing a bit. Um, but I sent you before we started. I haven't been out of bed before 11 a.m. for the last four days in a row. So I've just mm. been lying around a lot, but I've been playing a bit of stuff. Bit of it's stuff. been a while since the last um, podcast we did. Probably about two months, I think. It's been a while. I think I mentioned mm. then that I was like restarting Tales of Arise because I never finished it. Mm. So I just finished that this weekend. and Because um, obviously like the, the expansion came out 10 days mm-hmm. ago as, as of recording this. Mm. So I'll get around to that at some point. And I've put mm. about 12 hours into Alan Wake's 2 since it came out, which is very, very good. Mm. I was going to do yeah. a video of that when it dropped, but it was just, she didn't get the time. And then by the time I had the time, it was like a few days old. So mm. it seemed like it'd be a lot of fun for no point. But, um, mm. but yeah, it is, it's very, very good. It's quite different. From mm. the uh, from the first game, it's more like it plays more like the recent Resident Evil uh, remakes in terms of like you've got an inventory with limited space and you've got like limited um, consumables and stuff and you've got like environmental puzzles to to work out. It's very much like the new uh, Resi remakes, but obviously with like remedies, weird style, which is exactly what i wanted it to be i love remedies games so i'm very very happy about how good it is um i'm playing it on pc and it's very heavy I'm like even with like dlss and frame gen on there are times when it's like dropping to like 40 odd fps on a 4070 ti but that's with like high preset and like medium ray tracing so it's a very heavy game to run apparently it runs pretty well on the consoles as well i think there's a quality and performance mode on that I think they both run reasonably well. But I thought, as it's remedy, and like obviously I've played, I replayed Control beforehand, and um, I played that on Xbox One X when that first came out, and then I recently replayed it on PC with like everything maxed out with all the uh, ray tracing and everything, and it looked incredible. So I thought, yeah, I've got to get Alan Wake Two on PC. Also helped by the fact that it's a digital only game everywhere, so there's not like that um the draw of a physical edition to make me buy it on console but yeah it's really good and um cool. i've been <clears throat> i rewatched evangelion because i hadn't it's probably been more than 20 years since i last watched it mm. and um i watched it on netflix for convenience but it's not a great way to watch it to be honest like, i know everyone said that at this point between like the new translation kind of messing up some lines um but then there's loads of text on screen that just goes completely like untranslated and uh there's no fly me to the moon at the end of the episodes it's not a great way to watch it but it's convenient way to watch it, i guess because otherwise you're looking at buying discs um i have the platinum perfect edition on my shelf over there which is like worth hundreds now but I just thought I'd watch it on streaming for convenience. And then I've just been keeping up with Jujutsu Kaisen, which is 
going all kinds of bad for people at the moment. <laughs> Not bad in turn, in like the series is bad, but bad, bad things happening to people mm. in the series. But it's good. I'm enjoying it. So other than sitting around and like blowing my nose and coughing, that's what I've been doing. What have you been up to? Um, well, since the our last podcast, I've been uh, I've moved into a new apartment uh, flat, as we call it here. Well, we call it apartment as well, but flat um, in your old neck of the woods. I won't say where, but uh, yeah, yeah, you don't want to get been, doxed. Yeah, um, so moved in there just getting everything read sorted as you can see i've got pictures up at the moment of the for the audio listeners i have like uh, princess mononoke here great film uh the original Very spider-man spider-man cover yeah and you can't really see it in the end there but it is godzilla at the end there i think he's fighting he's fixed the what the 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 one where uh um what's the who's the moth the mothra not mothra the big butterfly thing Oh, uh, I can't. Yeah, I know what you mean. Can't yeah, begin that, it. begin yeah. with a G. Gam- not camera. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's the one with the the butterfly first makes an appearance. Um, yeah. So I got that up. So I've just been getting myself all slowly set up and settled in the new place. Uh, got a got a sofa, so that's good. A nice uh, sofa. Always need one of those. You got a, it, it's a game changer. Once you have a sofa, you just sit in front of the the TV and just watch and and lounging and you know falling asleep on there it's so comfy but yeah so i haven't really had pl- time to play much uh my streaming has like is non-existent i streamed a bit last night but other than that not too much i mean like um like you're talking about like alan wake 2 i haven't played that yet um but there's like also like talking about like collector's editions the um Boulder's Gate 3 Deluxe Edition has been announced and it's coming out on Xbox in sometime in December. I think we'll probably get an exact date in for the in, during the Game Awards later. Well, the so, game is coming out digitally first. I think the physical edition is like January or February or something. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I, don't know if, I, might, I, might, I don't know if I want to wait because I've been wanting to play that game for a while. Mm. So I probably will get a digital version. But I would like the physical. The physical looks really good. So it looks really good. They've gone like above and beyond with that, and it's like seventy quid as well. It's like it's really pretty much like standard game price, but you get loads of stuff thrown in. Yeah, so I'll probably get grab myself a copy of uh, a copy of that when it comes out. But yeah, man, like it's been a while since we've done a podcast. A lot has happened in the world of video games, uh, and also in the world of like. Um, media in like in general um attack on titan final season was released no yeah, you remember when uh, people cared about that i mean i think people still care i mean it's the highest rated anime ever at the moment so um they just people, people... strung it out so much though mm. it's like it's the final season then you get to the end it's like, actually it's another part of the final season and you get to mm. the end of that and they're like psych there's another part like, just just please stop I mean, I it like was a good. Movie. But just tell us it's going to be like the final season mm-hmm. in multiple parts. Don't try and like psych people out with it. It's just stupid. Yeah, I haven't got around to watching it yet, but I, I will do. I think it's a movie. It's like an hour and a half movie. Well, I think there's like two like movie length episodes of it. Of it. Was it? Okay. Yeah, it's like wow. I had a look at it on Crunchyroll the other day, and I was like, oh, when am I going to find the time for that? Mm. So yeah, but just that man, but um. Like we're gonna make this a, a brief um episode because of your because of be, of your illness, so I think we're just gonna sort of jump straight into like our topics, which are uh, unless there's anything in in gaming news that we, I mean, does this relate to our topic? Kind of does. Yeah, I guess it does. Yeah, because it's kind uh, of a story that came out in the last couple of days. But there's, I mean, there's probably been loads of news since we last did one, so. Yeah, they'd just skip it for this time. Yeah, it's not relevant now. So there's a new Steam Deck, um, PlayStation Portal came out. Some other stuff happened. There you go. We're done. Mm. And um, there's been a leak of uh, uh, the Last of Us Part Two remaster. Oh yeah, it leaked out like half an hour before they announced it. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
yeah it's official now. it's official now well yeah. you know like you know they they do like to do re remasters of their games don't they a three-year-old uh, game it's mm, always the way but yeah at least there's we... like a ten dollar upgrade though for people that played it on ps4 so that's something something i suppose but uh yeah we're gonna we're gonna jump into our topic which it's gonna it's not it's not one particular topic uh i think it's we're gonna discuss a couple so let, let's let's just dive into the our first discussion which is uh announcing games early too early you might too say. early yeah so this was your topic so i'm gonna let you sort of lead and i'll, I'll and i'll jump in with my two cents well, I mean, you know, people have been saying for a while that Microsoft announced games too early, and I think it's kind of hard to argue that when you've got stuff like, you know, that Fable was, what, three years between, like, I think it was 2020, E3 time, they just put up, like, a t- that tiny teaser, and then we saw nothing until this year when we finally got a bit of an in-game look, but we still have no idea when the game's coming. Um, same with Perfect Dark. I mean, what was that? That was like 2019, wasn't it? Or was that 2020 as well? I can't remember. Mm. But just like announcing stuff with just like a CG teaser or something, and then you just don't hear about it for years. And I get why they do it. Partially, it's because they want to like entice developers to join the team to work on that project. And partially to say, hey, look, we actually have a lineup. Like, here's stuff to get excited for. But the longer sort of you go without showing any of it, um, I think the more irritated people get. And it happened to Sony a bit last gen as well when they had they like announced four games and then like the next two or three E3s was just those games again with a couple of like third party things showing it, thrown in. Like how many times did they show The Last of Us 2 um, and Ghost of Tsushima and stuff like that? And then... Um, yeah, they seem to have kind of got into a decent cadence now, putting out game after game. Obviously, they still have times when they're not putting stuff out for months. But yeah, I think you see a lot of because I follow like the the Xbox thread on Reset Era, which is just all about like the first party stuff, and you just see a lot of kind of discontent bubbling up about how stuff was announced like years ago and you still don't know anything about it. And um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of the case for a lot of their stuff at the moment. But uh, I don't know, what do you think about that? Do you think it's a good idea to announce stuff early and then just kind of tease bits and pieces, or would you prefer? Because obviously, like Bethesda now is part of Xbox. I remember yeah. what they did with that's, Fallout Four so, and now so it, and it was like so is Activision. Activision. I don't think we, yeah, yeah, that that happened during our hiatus. Of the podcast. I think it did, didn't it? Yeah. Mm, we didn't discuss it. Yeah. Right now it's part of Xbox. But yeah, I mean, like you think back to what Bethesda did with Fallout 4 where they announced it and then like four or five months later the game was out. And um and that kind of feels like the opposite of what Xbox um do. I mean, even once like Bethesda were under Xbox, you had Starfield announced and then it came out like a year and a half after they first showed it at their at one of their events. <laughs> So I don't know. What do you what do you prefer? Like the short hype cycle, like Fallout, or do you prefer it when they just show up to multiple events? Does it just feel um, like it's too long and you're seeing the same thing over and over again? It kind of. Um, I kind of see why Xbox did it because obviously there was a big. Uh, for a while, there was a, that narrative where X, that Xbox doesn't have games, um, so I can see why they sort of announced it really early, like. They just announced that there was Fable coming out, Perfect Dark, and the and the such and Avowed and stuff, just to show that they they are working on games. But it, it's kind of like if they didn't announce anything, if they didn't announce those games, no one will really be talking about it. They people still think, oh, maybe there will still be rumors. Are they working on games? Are they are they working on these titles? So I think Xbox were just like, well, we are. These are happening. Um. But yeah, two or three years is a kind of a really early to be announcing them. But it was during the time where Xbox was um sort of struggling with first party and not well not struggling, not releasing first party. So I can sort of see the reasoning behind it. But yeah, and now that they've released it, 
they still haven't released much in terms of way of gameplay or anything for I know Fable had some, but people were questioning was that gameplay? And you can see a lot of it was, but there was no sort of hub that people can see on there. Um, the Fable trailer was good, but I think people wanted, didn't want to see like a CGI. They wanted to see gameplay, but you can tell a lot of it was in-game engine. So yeah, they wanted to see some of the game. Um, well, yeah, now, um, now that Xbox have acquired nearly everyone, um, we do know that there'll be games coming out, so I don't think they'll be announcing games as early as they have been doing. They did in the past, mm. so because we know now that their their first party studios are crazy. There's so many now. Thirty uh, odd. Yeah, and I don't think it's the end of them of Xbox buying. They won't be buying any publishers, but I can see them buying studios. Um, now that Embracer. Is going down the toilet. Maybe <laughs> see them buying some some IPs off Embracer, mm. or buying some studios. Or was it? Did they they bought studios in there? Or was it just IPs? Who Embracer? Just, they yeah. bought everything they could get their hands on. They bought Dark Horse. They bought like the rights to the Lord of the Rings. They've just mm. been buying whatever they can get their hands on. But mm. that's another kind of aspect to like announcing games too early. Um. Because then stuff, like if you, if you do what like Bethesda did and you announce Fallout Four and then like four or five months later it's out and you can play it, then that kind like significantly lessens the risk of the game like getting cancelled or something or going into dev hell, because by the time you're showing it, it's sort of almost finished, and um, and that's another big risk with announcing stuff early and we've seen that from with some Star Wars stuff as well like. Remember Quantic Dream? They were making a Star Wars game. Mm. Is that still coming? Who knows? Apparently, that was that was literally all they had. That that trailer was literally all they had. Um, mm. So why announce that that early when, like, especially when the studio is going through upheaval as well with the abuse allegations and everything around that studio? But yeah, and the other thing that kind of prompted this this discussion was the Kotor remake which um, we were both very angry about when it was announced. I think it's safe to say, because it was announced as a PlayStation console exclusive or timed exclusive or who knows what. I don't think they ever actually uh, qualified that. Um, and it's just Jeff Grubb, who's got a pretty good track record. He's, he's not just like some schmuck on the internet. He like He's a games journal. He's in the biz. He's got contacts. He knows stuff, and he said recently, like we knew, we knew it was like I think they'd taken it back to the drawing board at some point because it was Aspire Media, wasn't it? The ones that did like the um, remasters of Kotor one and two for modern platforms, and I think all they've ever done is like port stuff, but they were supposedly leading this Kotor remake, and apparently it wasn't in a very good state, and it got taken away from them. Jeff Grubb has recently come out and said it's just not being worked on in any way at the moment. So, I mean, is that even likely to come out? What was the point of announcing it if it's if it's that early that it can literally just be someone can just be like, no, nah, you're done? Yeah, I think it's um, more to get the fans hyped, as they say. I mean, when it was announced, like, the internet sort of nearly like, exploded. It's a way to get like interest and people talking about it. Um, so I could see why they did it. They got us talking about it. And they obviously did. Being, it being a PlayStation exclusive sort of really like sort of stirred the pot, mm. so to speak, of like uh, Xbox, um, Xbox, PlayStation buying exclusivity for certain titles. I mean, it was probably going to be timed. I could see it being timed. Uh, but again, with play with Final Fantasy VII remake, that was supposed to be timed, and look <laughs> what's. I yeah. doubt. I don't. I don't. Three years so far. I don't think it's coming out to other platforms until the well, tr- three and a half years out. now. In fact, I don't. Th- yeah. I think it's going to be until the trilogy's done, and then they'll let it come out on Xbox. Yeah, maybe a year after the last bit comes out. At which point, mm. no one's going to give a shit. But, no. Yeah, well, I was going to say regarding 
KOTOR, like I get what you're saying, like they, they wanted to announce it to like hype fans up and everything, but I mean the original is 20 years old. They probably could have waited another year to see if they actually had something worth announcing. It's like it's not like it was people going, Come on, where is it? Like nobody knew it was actually being worked on. They could have waited another year, make sure they had a solid foundation, then announced it. Mm. But um yeah, it just feels like a lot of these like early announcements are just kind of trading on like hype cycles that sometimes don't go anywhere, which is gonna make people even more like what is gonna be make people more annoyed not announcing a KOTOR remake as they haven't for the last 20 years anyway or announcing one and then canning it like people are going to be a, a lot more annoyed at the second scenario I think isn't Brace the group going down the drain is that what's happening what did they just buy loads of studios and doing nothing with them what was the point of them of Embrace the group buying all this sort of all the all these studios and owning these IPs, what was the what was the point? They haven't done anything with them. Well, this is the other side of that coin, I guess. And uh, yeah, Embracer Group is they posted like a big loss, and now they're closing. They're looking to close down studios, um, spin studios off, sell studios off. I bet I bet they won't sell any IP though, because that's like the valuable part of all this stuff as far as like a company is concerned, because then they can get rid of the studio and stop having to pay people and pay rent on buildings and stuff, but then they can license the IP out and make money out of that, which is a very um, cutthroat capitalistic way of looking at it. But I mean, this is, uh, this is the uh, industry we find ourselves in. But yeah, I mean, they, they had like over 100 studios at one point. Mm. Uh, I'm just looking at Wikipedia. As of September 2023, Embracer Group has 129 internal game development studios and is engaging more than 15,000 employees across the world. 15,000 people. How many How many of those are going to lose their jobs because they just wanted to, you know, cash was cheap, so let's just buy whatever we can get our hands on. And now those people are going to suffer for it. But there was they were they supposedly had a big contract worth like two billion a year or something that they were um that they were basically counting on to keep them afloat that fell through. And um I think it's kind of come out there it was like the Saudi in public investment fund. And uh they pulled out and now they're in trouble. And all these studios and IPs and everything they've sucked up are uh, also in trouble. And I think Aspire is one of those, isn't it? I'm pretty sure Aspire is owned by by uh, by them. Mm. Embracer, that's the word I was looking for. So, yeah, I mean, not even that long ago as well, they bought like Crystal Dynamics and um, um, Idos Montreal from Square, from Square Enix. For like 300 million which is like i think which just seems like a very small amount of money for two like triple e studios and um yeah what's going to happen to them like i know a lot of xbox fans were kind of disappointed that crystal dynamics were bought by embracer when a lot of people wanted to see them with xbox and obviously they're, they're the main developer on perfect dark at this point so it would have made a lot of sense from that um point of view as well but yeah what's going to happen to all these studios mm, not people going to lose their jobs it looks like i mean I think... it doesn't look like sony's in a good financial place um situation to buy them they've been laying people off in their studios as well cutting back costs and stuff mm. it doesn't look like they're doing too well um the other players in the but Maybe I uh, know like a big a big developer studio, maybe um publisher, uh EA. I don't think any Japanese studios will um publishers will want anything like that. I mean, like Square Enix used to own like used to own um Crystal Dynamics and they sold them off, so I don't think they want it. So it's probably going to be like a Western company. Um, but I'm not too sure who. Uh, it's like everyone's sort of 
tighten their purse strings at the moment. Mm. The only one splashing cash is Xbox, yeah. Um, but with the way like purchases went with the purchase of um Activision, I don't think that would look too good if they went and bought some the some of these studios. I mean, it'd be good because we know they can afford it and they're actually making making games, putting them studios to work, but. It's not looking good for those people. Uh, it's a shame. Uh, Embracer's just yeah had Saudi money, and now the Saudis are pulled out, and now they're like, oh shit. <laughs> now we're gonna yeah like you say they probably sell off not sell off the sell off the studios, but only keep the IPs. That's what's gonna make them the money. Mm. But I mean, they like they... they started licensing out the Tomb Raider IP to Amazon to like develop something with it. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's probably what they're probably going to end up gutting a load of these studios, keeping like the name and the IPs, and just laying thousands of people off, which is just an awful situation. Um, like hopefully some of the studios do get picked up by other publishers if that's like possible, and then keep those people together, keep those teams together, keep people in work. But I have a feeling that. I have a feeling that Embracer are going to screw this up as well, like the whole selling off studios because they're going to want to sell. They're going to want to make money back. They're going to want to try and sell the studios at a premium but retain the IP and then nobody's going to want them because, like, again, the IP is kind of the the most valuable part of it. Like, is anyone going to buy Crystal Dynamics without the Tomb Raider IP? Possibly because they're a proven AAA studio. But that's going to be a big sweetener if they get the Tomb Raider IP with it. And then, like, um, Eidos Montreal are a really good studio. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy game, massively underrated. It absolutely flopped, but it's a really good game. And they're a very talented studio. I wouldn't mind seeing Xbox pick them up, to be honest, because they make the kind of games that Xbox is kind of missing, like third party, third person, like action adventure stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was even. Um, rumors on looking to sell off Gearbox, and Gearbox are one of like the most they were like the crown jewel of Embracer for the last couple of years, making like Borderlands makes a lot of money. And, um, yeah, there was there was talk of them looking to sell them off for like a billion or something stupid like that. But I bet you they'd hold on to the Borderlands IP and then no one's going to want to buy the studio. Then they, you, you know, you buy a big studio like that, there are there's like hundreds of people at Gearbox. You, if you don't have the Borderlands IP for them to get to work on, they're gonna have to spin up something new, and that's gonna take time. And, um, yeah, I don't know, I just, I just don't know what they... <laughs> it's just a big mess, big, big mess. And they've done it all to themselves by buying up all these studios with no proper plan for it other than like people are speculating the idea was just to buy up whatever they could and then just start like contracting out like work for hire stuff but apparently that's not working a lot of the games they've put out have been pretty mid like they've put out quite a lot of remasters and stuff like the Darksiders games and stuff like that and they put out I think they put a fair bit of money into like the new Saints Row and that flopped they mm. just haven't really been putting much out just had a quick look on Wikipedia. Thirteen hundred people work at Gearbox. That's crazy. I think that's like bigger than Bungie. Yeah, yeah I that's... mean, yeah. Oh, go on. I mean, ev oh, just... ev everyone's downsizing, apart from apart from Xbox at the moment. They're hiring more people, uh, so it looks good for Xbox at the moment. You know having uh, all these studios and especially having COD under there. It's funny, like, um, when Xbox bought Activision and then you see, like, Sony's have... They've kept the... um, the uh, Obviously, they kept the deal for exclusive content, like, early access and stuff for COD. Even though, like, the, the latest Call of Duty is uh, not getting good reviews, but yeah, no one really plays it for the... Bad. No one really plays it for the story campaign. It's all multiplayer. That's all, yeah. it, you know. Apparently, the multiplayer know. has been very well received. They're, well, that's where they put all their effort into. Yeah. They don't give a shit. They were like, oh, okay, here's a 
five hour campaign. Hmm. All right, we've done the bare minimum, but the, that's they know that's what people will be playing the multiplayer after. That's what it's there. That's essentially what it is. I mean, they could they, they could have done do what... the bare minimum. It was like they made the campaign in like fourteen months or something because um, I think that Infinity Ward weren't supposed to be doing something for next year. And um, mm. this was supposed to be a DLC for for Modern Warfare Two originally, mm. and uh, and then Activision higher ups were just like, "No, you're making it a full game now, and you've got a year away you go." So that's why it's like so in mm. such a state apparently. But it seems like the multiplayer has been really well received. So that's what's gonna. I mean, that's why people buy it. But obviously, people do play the campaigns because they are. It's basically like your big summer blockbuster equivalent. Uh, and they're always like entertaining, even if the plots are pretty stupid and at times mildly offensive. But people are going to play the campaign, but they're going to keep coming back for the multiplayer. That's the main reason they buy it. So, but I would like to see them take a bit more care because <laughs> you know the, the the campaigns have the potential to be good. Like Infinite Warfare was actually a really good campaign. I want to see them do more stuff like that with like side missions and everything. And actually have a decent sort of story in it, even if they got a bit too jingoistic at them on the last level. But yeah, wait and see what Microsoft want to do now. They own it, I guess. If they want to change anything well, up, people want people want to bring back old IPs. I mean, you know, they they're in they're in position possession of a lot of uh, IPs that they can revive. So that'll be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I don't know if Xbox would do that. I mean, they're in possession of a lot of IPs that are still lying dormant, you know. So I don't know if they'll do that. I mean, they did bring back like Fable and Perfect Dark, Killer but Instinct, ten years ago, Killer Instinct. There's talk about that being being brought back. Uh, so wasn't that owned by Embracer Group at one point, the studio? Oh no, that was Amazon. Amazon. Amazon bought uh, Double Helix. Mm. Yeah. And then Iron Galaxy made the following seasons. But apparently they're doing like a big patch for Killer Instinct 2013 now. Really? I mean, it's a, bit weird, it's a good, it's a good, a good game, but like it lacked, game. it lacked a story campaign at the time of release. They did release one. Um, Shadow Lords. Yeah. And um, people really liked Killer Instinct, but it's just a sort of like they didn't update it or nothing. Like you say, they changed the studio and everything. But it'd, it'd be good to, if they they brought it back because I enjoyed it when I played it, and I know a lot of like um, professional uh, fighting game players loved it. So yeah, it'd be good if they like, sort of brought it back. Which I think they will. I think they will. There's just too many. This just. There's a lot of uh, titles and games that Xbox have now have now uh, are now in the possession of, and it'd be silly for them to not, you know, release it. But the problem is, like with anything, games cost a lot of money. You know, mm. it costs a lot of money to make AAA game studio uh, game development is expensive, and even Sony with all their uh, success with their first party single player games are now more open to doing live service games they want more live service because it brings in money it well, brings in a lot of money half of those back now as well mm. so we're looking to do 12 over the next five years or something and now they've pushed six of them back yeah, well they've been let cut um you know purse strings yeah, have been tightened been cut. And microsoft yeah. have been cutting people as well but not really in xbox i think they cut like ten thousand people a few months back. Uh. But a lot uh, of it is because um, everyone overhired during the pandemic. I uh, think Microsoft took on like f- nearly 50,000 more people during the course of the pandemic, and now they've let 10,000 uh, go. So they've still kind of grown in net, but there's still 10,000 people that have lost a job. But their studios haven't really been losing anyone, whereas, you know, like you say, a lot of Sony studios recently have been losing people. And there's old Nintendo just quietly churning out another fucking Mario game another Mario game that got nominated for game of the year for some reason (laughs) was it Mario Land Wonder I love Mario but fuck me they do churn out the same bloody game man 
I mean, like the Game Awards is is uh has the nomination nominees have been announced. Uh, I have been voting. Um, obviously, some of the votes I don't know who to vote for, especially esports. I'm like, oh, fuck, do I care about that? <laughs> um, but yeah, big snub for um for a massive snub for Hogwarts Legacy. Didn't get nominated in one category. It got nominated in the Grammys though. From best music, but another thing, Starfield, no game of the year. It got nominated, but not in the category I, sh- I thought it'll be nominated in. Game of the year, it didn't get nominated at all, which is a fucking shame. <laughs> um, excuse my language. Um, what's the nominees? I think Spider Man 2, Zelda, Alan Wake, Boulder's Gate 3, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Which is a good game, but it's a remake, man. Mm. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I've seen uh, some debate about that, whether or not remakes should be allowed to be I mean, nominated. Yeah, it should. I mean, if it's it's still a remake, it's a new game, and it's completely it's built. Not, yeah, version. I mean, it's not like it's a remaster. Where master. Like it. Yeah. Uh, I think Alan Wake 2. A lot of these are all sequels. Mm. And Starfield was like the, the uh, like an original IP. And he get uh, nominated, which I thought was a, I knew, it, which was a shame. So I think it it, it deserved to be there because it's innovative. It, or people would say it's not innovative, but uh, it's a new IP. They tried something new. A lot of people deride it. Um, you know, same people who love Skyrim who were saying, "Well, they didn't try anything new. It's just Skyrim in space." I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I know what I again. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, but, I mean, like but, all the games there, the lowest game ranked in that category is 89. That's Alan Wake 2. All the others are over 90. So I can mm. see kind of where they're going if you're going on like the highest rated games Rave. of the year. But then where's Street Fighter 6? Like Street Fighter 6 is rated higher than a couple of those games, and that's not there. Uh, yeah, fighting of... games is really like. Well, it's like the, the same years... with like Forza Horizon, isn't it? Like that never, that mm. always reviews very, very well, but then you never. Never gets those, nominated when when those, it probably that, should. Those sort of games never really do because game of the year is always about story based games, except for Mario Land Wonder, Mario Brothers mm. Wonder. I don't know what the hell that's about. I don't even know it released. To be honest, it's like oh, it's another Mario game. It's like Pokemon. At least a fucking another Pokemon game. Like, oh, mm. more of the same, isn't it? People always like said the last Pokemon game like. Was was shitty and janky, but they still loved it because it's Pokemon. They loved the jank. It's all right for one IP to be janky and shitty on release. More money than uh, God, and it looks like yeah. a, like a late PS One game. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I'm not a fan of Pokemon anyway. I only, I've only ever played the yeah. first one, but I think it's outrageous the amount of money they make and the way their games look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, are you gonna? watch the game awards do you what time are they on here I in think, blighty i think they're always on like really late aren't they so i yeah probably not um let me see if i can find out mm. um 12:30 a.m plus 1 gmt so does that mean 1:30 a.m and that's on a thursday so yeah that's not happening i'm not going to watch mm. that for like three hours or whatever and then go up for work two hours later yeah i'll just have to check out the highlights probably the best thing for it to be honest like um game game awards are good for trailers and announcements that's mm. all I, I, I really care about um the awards themselves not so much i mean who do you think is going to win best game of the year Baldur's Gate um, easily Baldur's Gate free it's, it's that been... or, it's that or zelda I mean, I can see Zelda winning Zelda. because a lot of game journalists like really love really? Zelda, and I I love Zelda. Yeah, yeah I, I Breath do. of the Wild I thought was okay. I would have given that a seven out of ten. And, um, really? Wow. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It wasn't what I wanted from a Zelda game. Uh, I own Tears of the Kingdom. But I haven't even played it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the older games and like up to like Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda game. So that's what I want out of a Zelda game. But a lot of game journos like love Zelda, so I could see the voting panel being like, "No, it's Zelda. Fuck it. Any year a Zelda game comes out, Zelda's winning." 
but I think it'll be mm. Baldur's Gate. But I wouldn't uh, be I'll... entirely surprised if Zelda pips it, but Baldur's I'll Gate, be... I think, is going to be the one. Uh, I, I think Baldur's Gate is going to win it like via popular vote because public gets the vote, and I think it's going to win. Uh, I'd be, like you say, I'll be, I wouldn't be surprised if Zelda won it. I don't think it should, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised, and I'd be quite annoyed if it did win because Baldur's Gate sort of reinvigorated, not reinvigorated, but it got a lot of people interested in sort of Dungeons and Dragons type games. I know a lot of people complained about the game, the actual combat, because it's all dice rolls and chance. And um, not the, but I think that's what adds to the charm. It's something a bit different. So, I mean, it's supposed to be a and D game, so that makes yeah. sense. But yeah. I am surprised how well it did because it is kind of a. I don't want to say niche, niche but like, it's not what the, the general public generally goes for. But it kind of mm. feels like it just came out of nowhere and took the whole mm. like game scene by storm. So it'd be it'd feel wrong if it didn't win, given how I big think- it blew up. I think I think it just proves that gamers are horny, <laughs> are very horny because people are speed running how fast you can sleep with the bear, and I just think wow these people are either they are they've got a lot of time on their hands or they're just really horny, or both, which is terrifying and to think about. Is is and um, constantly horny and a lot of free time. I mean, I do like romancing games. I am a big sucker for a good romancing games. A lot of my favorite RPGs contain romance, and I think that's a good thing apart from in games, um, which is weird because Japanese like sensibilities, like films and especially their anime, have a lot of romance in it. Will they? Won't they? It's a lot of teasing and stuff. But in their games, there's not so much romance. I mean, mm. Final Fantasy has elements of romance and. But they don't actually like allow you to romance specific characters. Yeah, it's either have a romance. It's like set. It's like Tidus and Yuna, or like Squall and, and Renoa. Yeah, um, I I think sixteen did, does have a romance in it, but it's all scripted. I have no idea. I've been dodging spoilers because I'm not allowed to play it yet. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, I gave away a spoiler. That's, that's not like, been nominated. That's, that's, that's not a spoiler. It's like virtually nothing. Worry that's, about that. That's not been nominated either, which is surprising because Final Fantasy. Yeah, it, it feels like what I think that got like 86, 87 meta or something, but it feels like mm. it was received lower by like the general populace. Mm. It feels like outside of it being pushed as a big um exclusive, it didn't really set the world on fire. Which is a shame because I'm excited for it because a lot of the, the de- development staff worked on like 14. Like 14's probably my favorite game of all time at this point. So I was like, a big new first um, mainline Final Fantasy by some of those people, especially some of the people that worked on the first expansion, Heaven's Ward, which I love. So I don't know. I, I still very much want to play it, just not enough to shell out on a PS5 just for that. So hopefully it gets announced for PC at least soon. But yeah, it feels like the the reception to it among gamers was lower than critics' reception from what I've sort of seen online. It sold it sold less than the, what the company, what Sony were expecting. To be honest, they thought it would sell more. I know they said they're happy with how much it sold, but it, it generally fell short of expectations. Um, obviously, being a PlayStation exclusive, it has less chance to make money because you're sort of cutting out PC and Xbox players. Um even though like their PS5 fan base is larger, they, there's more PS5s out there in the world. Uh it still hasn't sold as much as people as the shareholders. Yeah. The money I mean, you got also for. you got also take into account that it's still relatively early in the generation. So it's like you want to sell a game as an exclusive, as like a third party exclusive, you're better off doing it later in the gym when there's more consoles out there. Because um, mm. it's always going to be the case that like a percentage of a console's fan base is going to be interested in a specific game. Like mm. PS4 sold what, like 120 million or something. And like God of War and Spider Man, that were like up now near like 20 million, which is a lot. Mm. But when you take that as a percentage of the entire fan base, it's like, 
what, 15% of them or something, less less than that, that actually went out and bought the game. So if you're going to sell a game as an exclusive, you need a big, a bigger kind of like unit sold base to sell to. And early in the gen is probably mm. not the time to do it. Um, Spider-Man 2 got nominated. Um, I heard that came, that was very buggy. I saw, was I, it? I seen, yeah, I seen, been seeing bugs, people posting videos of the bugs it had. I, I don't know if they patched, I think they might have probably patched out a few of it, but it was quite buggy. Surprising, Insomniac are usually really solid. Mm, but, you know, yes, maybe it's it a bit rushed. It happens, man. Yeah, yeah, but I've been seeing a lot of bugs, and especially on there, there was a you know when people complained about Starfield's uh, menu being very basic. The menu on such Spider-Man a stupid two, concept. the menu on Spider Man two was bugged. So mm. that was funny. So, but anyway. Yeah, such a stupid complaint, but there you are. We are gamers are can be stupid. Yeah, you know, we 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 can be quite stupid mm. uh, as well. So yeah, it's um, another thing before we wrap up. Um, there was a, a PS Five Slim. Is that right? Oh, yeah, there that, was. That, there was uh, a PS Five, very marginally smaller. It's still a it's a behemoth uh, console. It's huge, it's, uh, absurdly big. It's offensively large. I still haven't bought one. Let me ask you one question: What would it take for you to buy a PS Five? Is there any sort of title or anything like that that will make you think, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll probably buy one." Would you buy it if it's cheaper, or would you buy one when it near the end of its life cycle? If what would you- it take? If a new mainline Final Fantasy made by people that worked on Final Fantasy fourteen didn't do it, then nothing's going to do it. I mean, I suppose what would do it is if it was fully exclusive, I'd be like, all right, fine. Or if like Sony announced they were buying Square Enix, I'd be like, okay, fine. I'll Mm. buy a PS5. But like so far, there's nothing. Like Their games are coming to PC anyway. And um, yeah, they're coming late, but so much to play that I don't care about waiting for a year or two or whatever but i still haven't played spider-man the first one i i had that on ps4 and uh never played it i put it on pc like six months ago i've played like 20 minutes of it there's just far too many games out there now for for me to care about having to wait a little bit um so yeah at this point probably nothing maybe if they if they announced a brand new wipeout um and you could get and it had a VR mode, and you could get a PS5 and a PSVR for like 400 quid together, maybe then. Because um, Wipeout Omega Collection in VR and PS4 was really good. Would you? Yeah, um, it's, not, it's not really anything, to be honest. What about Last of Us Part 3? Which I will, I'm going to, I'm going to say, I think I said this already, that it's not going to come out until the last year of the PS5. They always yeah, do that. That's so. how they do. Mm. Then when PS6 gets released, then they can release remaster. a remaster. Mm. And then so, three yeah. years later, a full remake. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, if they announce Last of Us 3, obviously I'll play it because I really like the first one. I like the second one a bit less because it's a I, bit too yeah. it's a bit too long, but it is very good. I like um, it less as well. It's too it's too grim as well sometimes. Yeah, it is too grim. Yeah. Um, the first one had moments like the giraffe where it's like kind mm. of lighten things up a bit and sort of yeah the, the second one is just constantly grim and it feels like it's like beating you around the head with cycles of violence are bad over and over and you're mm-hmm. like yes i know an idiot a 10 year old probably knows that mm-hmm. um it's a very good game but it's too long and it's a bit too grim but yeah if they announced the three i'd want to play it but i'd just be like yeah i'll wait for it on pc maybe it'll take a couple of years but that's fine but yeah. uh, what about you what would convince you Probably that, to be honest. Uh, I really like Last of Us. Yeah, like, I, like we said, second one was good, really good. Uh, not as good as the first. I think the first has had the perfect length. Um, it's perfect. It had the perfect that game. Perfect tone. It starts off grim, obviously, with the with the prologue. It it sort of keeps that same grimness. It's not so depressing. It's so and so grim and so like. Uh, unforgiving hopelessness that 
it, it's just like you, you afterwards you're just like oh that that's just I'm, I'm i'm i come away from that thing feeling really up like not unfulfilled but really like it's just sort of like drained drained it's a lot i mean it's a good story i liked it i like the dual protagonist no don't care what anyone said about abby i liked i liked her section uh, i think it went on for a bit too long but yeah, I, I hopefully they will cut back uh, in the part three, sort of slim it down a bit, and uh, have some moments of happiness for fuck's sake. <laughs> you know, the, the 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 good part about part one was Joel rediscovering his humanity and his his love for for and love for Ellie and Ellie discovering yeah. the world. Yeah, so that so. was moments. It was still, you know, it's post it's it's, it's post apocalyptic, but it's like. It, it, it had really sort of sad moments in it. Plus two, it's just, it starts off sad. It just gets sadder. Mm. Ellie never got to say goodbye to Joel. People, everyone seems to die and end up miserable and alone. And it's just, it just got too much afterwards. Like, come on, man. Neil Druckmann, what happened to you, man? Like, <laughs> were you going through something when you came up with this with the story? Oh jeez, man! You got some. You, you really got some dark thoughts in your head. Hmm. Um. So hopefully they just line it. I like, have that sort of tone at the first one. Had keep it a bit like I. I. I like dark, and I think the per- first one had the perfect sort of balance mm-hmm. between it. The second one went... from its difficulty mode. It was grounded. Mm-hmm. First one exactly. felt grounded. Like it was. It was a mix of everything. It was very dark. It was very sad. Mm-hmm. But then mm. there was uplifting moments. Mm. You know, that's that's what life is. It's life's a bit of everything. And then the second one was just like the 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 moments of levity were very few and far between. Like the bit with like the barn mm. dance and stuff like that. You mm. get the odd moment in a flashback, and then like ten hours of fucking grim dark. The, bar, the, 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 the barn dance had the it, it started off well, then it ended up in a massive like <laughs> with what happened with Joel. I don't want to give away spoilers because the game's yeah. still kind of new and they're doing the remaster of the part two. So I don't want to give that, but then that ends sad. <laughs> it's just, everything's just sad and like depressing and like, it makes you just want to like think what's the point of it all. It's very heavy going. I had to, mm. I mean, it took me 35 hours to get through it, which is too long. Like you could have cut at least five hours of that and it still would have been a bit long. Mm. Um, and it was just, I had to just sort of play it in a like two, three hour chunks. And just walk the, away from it every now and dog, then. The dog dies. <laughs> the, the, the 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 bloody poor dog. The 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 way that you go that you you play with who rescues you a lot. When you play as as Abby, who's a part of that, and bang, dead. Oh, <laughs> spo- sorry, spoiler, but it's 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 really sad, man. I'm just like, and there's that other scene where that lady dies, and you know, so. Yeah, it's just it's just sad. I could we can I can rattle off all this really depressing moments and probably have a two or three or moments of like happiness. But mm. there you are. That's that's it. But anyway, before man, we I wrap think... up, I have a quick question for you. Ooh. Given that the time of the year, we're coming Christmas. up to um, well, even before that, we're coming up to Black Friday. Is there anything uh, you're looking to get your hands on in the Black Friday sales? Even though they tend to be shit these these days, unfortunately. Um, there's nothing I've been on Amazon looking and everything that I want is not on sale or it's very slightly discounted and it just they just want to get rid of their old shit you know stuff that that doesn't really sell it's a few or it's it's a a year a couple of years old they want to get new stock in there's nothing really I want to get Black Friday I mean when it the concept of Black Friday when it first came out really depressed me because it just shows how much of a consumer driven culture we are we're really to trample on our fellow man to get a slightly get cheaper tv off tv yeah we, like we act it's just we act like animals you know that's a fundamentally what we are we like to make out that we're intelligent and higher than highest like form of life form in this planet but when it comes down to we just act like savage brute animals we then that sort of depresses depresses me. I don't mean to be. I'm in the depressed mood now. Like I'm just sort of like, like become yeah. a bit of a downer. Yeah, so, man. God damn it! Um, 
but yeah, I, I just hated that concept of, of Black Friday and watching, especially in America. We didn't do it. So we didn't really do it over here. It's just funny because we adopt a lot of American sort of uh, customs, so to speak, and uh, we didn't do it over here. But when you watch videos, of the early days of Black Friday, mm. it was it was depressing. It's just like what. Well, Full grown adults punching and stepping over each other, fighting yeah. over a piece of chunk of plastic and metal. I mean, they, they made a whole South Park episode about it, didn't they? Oh, it was a good episode. South it Park. Was. You can always rely on South Park, man, to make it to 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 make light of current situations. Well, yeah. the first couple of years over when they first started doing it over here, Amazon used to have really good Black Friday sales. Like there would yeah. actual stuff you wanted on genuinely deep discounts. And now yeah. it's like you say it's like 50% off a three pack of USB cables. So brilliant. 27% off of an electric toothbrush. It's like, you're just literally clearing out all the shit that hasn't sold throughout the rest of the year. Yeah, exactly. That's all it but is now. Yeah. Other retailers tend to have good sales though. Um, so I'm going to be looking on stuff like Steam and like Humble Bundle and um, like the game collection and stuff like that. So I want to, I still haven't picked up Street Fighter Six. I've been waiting for it to hit like thirty quid, and then just other stuff ca came out. And so, if that hits like twenty quid, I'll probably grab a copy of that. But other than that, I'm not sure there's anything else I'm really looking to pick up. You know, what I've I've discovered since moving is that I own too much crap. Yeah. I own a lot of shit, and I was like, where am I going to put everything? It was such a struggle to sort of accommodate all my many, many, many many games that i own and dvds blu-rays and books and books and dvds that's why i'm going more digital you know obviously the boulders gate when that comes out i'll buy buy that and i want to buy the physical because the the, the 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 deluxe edition looks absolutely fantastic it's like a big thank you to the fans i think mm. from from the studio because it's done so well so I'm I'm going to buy that. That looks good, but I just realised I can't really buy that much because I got nowhere to put it. It just accumulates like I just accumulate too much stuff. Right, I mean, I love the stuff. Are overflowing. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just I love, but the thing is, I'm a sucker, man. Like when we go to, well, we haven't done it so much when we've been going to conventions, but. Um, we we tend we do tend to buy figures, but we haven't done that so far. Speaking of which, like this ties sort of ties into what we're going to be doing in for the future of this, of this channel. Um, we have been going to conventions. We went to since we last uh, done the podcast. We've been to EGX, which sucked. Yeah. Eh. If I if I was to give it, if I was to make a tier list, which I might do for a video, mm. that's a good idea. Mention um, the tier list. Yeah, EGX E. Mm. I mean, we we did go to one recently. We I made a video of it. Uh, um, let me see if I can remember the the name. It is called Anna Anna Manga Pop. That's the one. Is there and anything on the tier list that's lower than an F? That I don't even know if I would bother putting it on the list. It's just so bad. There it's, is no it's, tier. Fun. it's funny because it does it. I thought it was just a Brighton thing, but it's actually like it, go yeah, it goes. It's Edinburgh it and Cardiff, I think. And I'm just like, what's the point? What? What? Like, it was. I mean, I don't want to shit on it too much. Uh, they start. I, I think they're relatively new, so who knows? They could grow bigger. But my God, it was very, very bad for us. Like we're, we're we've been to many sort of cons. Yeah, Hyper Japan at M MCM, London Anime and Gaming Con, um, but EG, um, but this this one was like the worst. it was the worst I've been. I mean, like I don't want the, the the people behind it probably put a lot of work into that, which you know, good. Yeah, you know, that's good. I, I like to see these grow, but it, it is something you bring your kids to, and you spend an hour or so you it will be just a day out for the kids to you know dress up in cosplay and walk around there wasn't even anything to buy it's very poor but i'm looking at your website just to before we move off that subject and it's in plymouth bristol 
Uh, hold on, where is it gone? Plymouth, Bristol, Cardiff, Manchester, Sheffield, London, apparently. Um, I don't know where that was in London, but and then Brighton. So it's like they they're doing it more widely than any other con. I suppose it helps that it's, it's a cheap. small one. It's cheap, yeah. They just, yeah, I mean, they it's just... probably a very new con, and it's there. It is very small. So it feels a bit bad to shit on it, but it wasn't worth going mm. to. I have to give our honest opinion. It wasn't very good. I mean, I hope it grows. Like Elliot, um, like London Anime and Gaming Con, that's grown. That's doing well for itself. But I kind of feel like it's going to get sort of blown out of the water because there's a big con coming to the UK, the Anime Con, which will, will be, hopefully will be attending next year in February. Which is a week or two before London at uh, the LAGC, so that's going to t- probably take a lot of the attention away from that con mm. to anime to the anime con, and the anime con is one of the one of the biggest cons in America. It's not the biggest, but it's one of the biggest, and it was quite a shock to see that they're going to be coming to London, and we're going to be going to that. Mark your my my words, but anyway, that that that's all. We we let's, let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, I've uh, for the channel. I'll be will be. I'm still doing the uh, EA Sports FC playthrough of the Create Your Own Club. The Mighty Game Chums FC are going <laughs> to take the world by storm. And yeah, and hopefully we'll get back to doing Halo. We won't need to finish it's been that. A while. It's been a hot minute since we've done that because at the moment we're turning to like a vlog channel. So uh, we we plan to make have a sort of Christmassy video for you to come out. Uh, where we'll be going on a little tour of establishments around London. Uh, that's going to no be a re- that's going to be a very tiring day for mm. us, but it it's should be, be enjoyed. It's going to be a long one. Um, wear comfortable shoes, uh, but we'll be making a video of that. Um, but depending on how the night goes, progressively goes, who knows? You know, the end of the um, video might be a mess. It probably will be a hot mess, but <laughs> it'll be fun, and uh, hopefully we'll have that up just before Christmas. So that'll be like a Christmassy uh, video for everyone. But uh, other than that, I think that's all we got. Have you got? We got nothing else so cooking um, apart from this I'm... podcast. Yeah, when I'm better, I'm going to try and get back to doing some um, exploring Game Pass stuff because we haven't done that in a while either. Uh, I'm going to try and get back to doing some more sort of random one-offs like that. But just haven't had the time recently because it's been we've had a lot of social stuff going on in the last sort of um, month or so, and then just being horribly ill hasn't helped. Yeah. But hopefully, maybe the next few weeks, try and get some stuff done. It's just trying to find the time to do it working full-time and everything it's just where do you find the time to even do the stuff you want to do exactly yeah that's the plan anyway that's the plan hopefully we'll get another podcast up before christmas and um yeah i think that'll be that'll be it it's uh yeah sorry for the the two-month delay but like ross says we have been busy family stuff weddings moving illnesses i was ill as well at one point i had a terrible terrible throat infection which i had to take antibiotics for but that's all cleared up as you can hear certainly it's the time of year for it oh yeah yeah Mm. um but yeah um we'll be uh, thanks for watching thanks for listening please check out our other socials um instagram x no twitter and um yeah let's not make x happen yeah yeah, i even hate that it's changed the name of the fucking app on my home screen on my phone that's just every time i look at it i'm like oh go away yeah it's terrible um but i don't want to go on threads because i'm not going to get mark zuckerberg any more of my bloody time and data (laughs) with his um yeah and guy thinks he's good at jujitsu he wants to be a fighter. He's just going to get... I hope someone just knocks him out because I just don't like the twat. Uh, and I don't see why everyone likes all these big tech guys. They're not nice people. They're arseholes. They're billionaires. They don't give a fuck about people. All right? I just because really they... Peel, billionaire just, stands what is going on with the world. Yeah, don't understand. Like people, 
people sucking off Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and all them. They don't give a fuck about you people. Like anyway, we're gonna leave it there. You got anything else to say before we go? You you fuck. All right. Wow. <laughs> anyway, that how we're gonna sign off on this. That's how we're gonna sign off. Um. Anyway, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And uh, you can catch this podcast on every podcast streaming platform apart from apple music or boot to apple yeah anyway see see you guys later thanks see you again Bye.